The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob Moore here and welcome to Kids of School. So this is going to be about money. It's my first in the series on money. So if you're listening to the money podcast, this is for your kids. Although you're probably going to get plenty of benefit yourself. I'm going to talk about the five levels of money uh, and then just explain what money is. Because I think as kids, we have a more simplistic view of money. Money buys you things. Money buys you experiences. Um, You know, you have money and you swap it in exchange for something. But as we grow up, uh, we, we, we make money very complicated. Money is greed. Money is power. Money is guilt. Money is judgment. Money is control. Money is scarce. And we, we create all these emotions around money, which actually is, isn't the essence of what money is. So I just want to tell you, struggled today a bit. It's probably been my hardest day in the lockdown. Um, yeah, so this is why this is take three. But I don't give up. And kids, you don't give up. I kind of felt like I just wanted to go back to bed, even though it's three in the afternoon. Um, and just resign the fact that uh, it wasn't meant to be today. And I actually wanted to swear, and my promise is to not swear on these kids off school videos. And I probably wanted to pick up this phone and throw it out the window. And thankfully, I didn't do any of that. Okay, so let's talk about what money is. Uh, and, And for you parents listening, to remember what money isn't. So money is an exchange of value. And it's uh, globally recognized. So you could say a universal exchange of value. So it's not power, it's not greed, it's not control. Power and greed are control. They come from people. Um, So money doesn't have emotion. Money is a, a store of energy and value. And that's important to remember. So let's say you're... Um, uh, under the age of 18, and you want to make some more money. Well, just asking for money actually isn't going to bring a lot more money to you. Now, you might have generous parents, or you might have parents who want to treat you well, because maybe they weren't treated so well themselves when it came to money. And you may have figured out that you can go and ask them for money and get it. But the problem with that is there is no exchange of value. Your parents have exchanged value. You know, they've done their job or they've, you know, create, sold some products or services in their business and they've exchanged some value. They've offered a product or a service to get that money. But then when you go ask for money for people with no value exchange, you don't keep the energy flow of money going. So, yeah, you can in the short term get some pocket money uh, and, you know, you can get given money and you can figure out to ask for money. But that's going to dry up at some point. Or at least you're going to become reliant on that. 
Whereas uh, if you work out how to create value, you're always going to be able to earn money and it's going to be a it's going to be limitless how much you're going to be able to earn. Because if you think about it, if you have to go to your parents for pocket money or ask him for money, you're only ever going to get a small amount of what they have earned. Because obviously they've got to pay the bills. You know, they've got to look, keep the house and the car. Um, so, you know, that, let's say they earn £5,000 a month. Well, only £50 a month or £100 a month are they going to be able to spare to give to you. So you're capped. There's a ceiling. And in the end, your parents are going to go, oh, man, my kid just wants money. They're not doing anything for this money. And they're going to start to resent giving you money. Not, not in all instances, but it's definitely the way it works out there in the real world. So remember, like I said, some of this content is for parents as well as kids. So understanding that money is an exchange of value, then therefore you could work out, well, if I create more value, I can earn more money. And i give you an example. If, um, if you're offered five pounds to wash the outside of a car, if you go wash the outside, the inside, you air freshen it, you even wash, wash the exhaust and all, all the trim and you polish it and you shine it up and you do more than was expected of you and went back and said, hey, look, I just want to let you know, come and have a look, I've done a bit more. They're likely to pay you more. They'll either give you a tip now, all a tip is, is gratitude for good service. So if you think about it, the better service you provide, the more gratitude money you get in the form of a tip. Therefore, the more value you create, the more you're going to get paid. Now, this is the problem. When you're a kid, you often don't understand. And when sometimes you've been raised to be an entitled adult or you just don't really get how money works. What most people do is they want the money first. They want to be given the money and then maybe they'll go and do it later. And often they don't. And they're, they're being lazy or they're doing as minimum as possible. The problem is that's training the world, your employers, your parents, the people who give you the money. That's training them that actually there is unfair exchange, not fair exchange. And you're always going to do less. Therefore, they're going to want to give you less. Whereas if you do more, they're want, going to want to give you more. Now, a billionaire once said to me, he said that whenever you do a job, whenever you do a job, always do more than you were paid for, more than you were paid for. And, and what that is doing is creating extra value. You're giving more value. Now, let's say you do more than you're getting paid for. Someone's going to come and say, hey, wait a minute, you're doing more than you're worth here. I'll pay you more. Or the current employer or the person who's giving you the jobs will go, do you know what? You're, you deserve a pay rise because the world and people will always notice extra value, people going above and beyond. So money is an exchange of value. You created 10 pounds worth of value in cleaning the car. And then money has swapped You've done the job and you've been paid the money and you've got the money now and they've got the job. So the value has been exchanged between the person who gave you the job and the money. So now the money has stored up in it a £10 car wash. And then I take that money and go buy £10 worth of food. And then that cycle of currency, the word currency means flow. 
that flow of money continues. Money is a very good store of value. This is worth about £10. That's £10. But in five years, that will still be worth £10 because it's £10. Whereas that won't be useful anymore. So that's kind of worth a pound. £10 worth of bananas in a week, they've gone off. So that £10 in that banana lasts a week. Whereas that £10 in money lasts for decades. So money is an effective store of value, the best store of value so far that we've found. Because there's been all sorts of things that have been money in the, in, in the, the past centuries. Um, you know, di different like um, they used to have coins, you know, proper gold coins. But what would happen is people would take these gold coins and they would debase them. They would put little bits of lead in them. It would alchemize them slightly. So now that one pound of gold actually has only got 90 pence worth of gold in it. Well, let's take an example of 10 pounds worth of gold. It's only got nine pounds worth of gold and it's got one pound worth of lead in it. But you can't really tell. And that's what started inflation. So actually, physical gold's not as good a store of value because it can be uh, doctored, uh, manipulated. Anything that erodes or goes off is not a good store of value. Any physical item usually goes down in value once it's old because it depreciates because it gets used. So therefore, that's not a good exchange, uh, store of value. Money is the best store of value that we've found. So because it's a good store of value, it, it, um, it hedges against an uncertain future. I.e., no matter what happens, I always know this £10 is worth, worth, worth £10. But let's say this Zoom H1 audio recorder here, let's say that um, audio changes format. I, I don't know what the format on this is now. Is it, uh, it doesn't really matter. The point is, let's say um, audio becomes, there's a different format. You know, like you have a, a vinyl and then you have CD and then you have digital music. Well, CDs become worth less when they're not as useful anymore. And if the, the audio format changes, then this isn't useful anymore. Therefore, we paid £100 for that, but now that's worth £5. So that's not a very good store of value either. Money is a very effective store of value. It's a universal exchange of value. Um, so uh, people don't understand this. They feel um, that money is greed and power and guilt and judgment. Um, they don't understand the underlying principles of it. Now, money really is stored energy because if I cleaned a car for this £10, I expended my energy from me into the car. Um, and then um, I've got this pound and whatever was exchanged, I've got this £10, whatever was exchanged um, before to pass this £10 to the person who passed it to me was energy put into this £10. So it stores value and it also stores energy because if I now pay someone to come and clean my living room, they're putting their energy into the living room and then they're getting this £10. So it's a store of energy. So money loves to flow. Money loves speed um, and it hates friction. So you creating extra value and products and services and starting up your little side hustle and doing things for people and being a little um, young hustler entrepreneur and doing lots of work and creating lots of energy and enthusiasm and solutions and inventions. And this is all energy and this will bring into you money. OK, so the five levels of money, earning, spending, saving, investing and giving. So. Earning is obvious. Well, hopefully it is. It is completing chores. It's going out and doing work. It's asking for um, to clean cars. 
to go and work for your parents, to go and work for employers, um, even if it's work experience, um, is starting a side business, it's selling stuff on eBay and um, Shopify and uh, Amazon, it's starting a YouTube channel and running um, ads and turning on monetization, it's doing social media and running the stars program like I have and the supporter program. So it is um, you bringing in money in fair exchange for your products and services. So the concept of fair exchange is the sweet spot between you giving value and you getting paid or making profit. If you give too much and earn too little, that's unfair exchange, i.e. Um, the producer is getting more um, and you, the consumer, is getting less. Um, but it's also unfair exchange on the other side if you do work and don't get paid enough. So the producer is getting more and the um, consumer is getting less. So fair exchange um, and fair exchange is unique to every marketplace. And I'd probably talk about markets in, in another video. So fair exchange is um, you feel grateful that you did the work and that it was worth £10. And the person who paid you and employed you feels grateful that the job that you did was worth £10. If they paid you £10 and you did a £5 job, they would feel ungrateful. If you did a £20 job and got paid £10, you would feel ungrateful. So fair exchange is gratitude from you, you felt like you got paid fairly, and gratitude from the producer, the employer, they feel like they got a job well done worth £10. Now, a bargain, a perceived, a believed bargain, let's say you do £10 worth of work in your mind and you feel grateful that you got your tenner, but they actually feel like you did a £15 job. Then they would feel they've got a bargain and they would feel very fair exchange. Now, let's say you did a £10 job and you thought it was a £10 job, but they thought it was a £5 job. They might feel a bit ripped off or a bit underserved and they would feel ungrateful. So you're always looking for gratitude on both sides to create fair exchange. So earning your side hustle, your eBay business, your e-commerce business, your um, monetization on social media and YouTube and premium features, the work you do for your parents, the work you do for your parents' friends who are employers, the, you know, the kind of apprenticeships or the work experience that you get um, and the payment you get, that's the earning. Now, remember that what the billionaire said to me, always do more than you're getting paid to do because then you'll end up getting paid what you're worth. Okay, then the next level of money is spending. You earn money. Uh, and now what most people do is earn it, spend it, earn it, spend it, earn it, spend it, earn it, spend it. In fact, a lot of people earn money, spend a bit more, earn money, spend a bit more, earn money, spend a bit more, and they get themselves into debt. Now, um, if you're watching and you don't yet have a credit card and you don't have loans because you're not old enough, you might not have been able to get yourself into debt, but you might have borrowed some money off your mum and dad and you might be in debt to them. Now, being in debt is bad unless... It's what we call good debt. And I'll talk to you about the assets and liabilities and good debt and bad debt in another Kids Off School video series. Um, but a fundamental rule of spending money is never spend more than you earn. Um, now, hopefully you're not in a position where you can spend more than you earn. But even better than never spending more than you earn 
is never spend all that you earn. So it would be very wise for you to say, spend half of what you earn and save half of what you earn or um, spend a third of what you earn and save two thirds of what you earn. Because by the way, as you get older and you get more expenses and costs, that will be harder to achieve. So um, it's really wise to think about how much of your money that you've earned you're going to spend uh, and, and set a little bit of a goal to save the rest. So the third level is saving. So saving is obviously um, holding money and not spending it. And that can be in the form of cash, in you know, notes and coins that you lock away in your little red box with your key. That you could have a bank account set up. You absolutely should have a bank account set up. You want to get your parents on helping you with that. You should have an ISA set up. You want to get your parents setting you up with that. Set, up, set that up on Hargreaves Lansdowne and you can invest into your ISA each year or at least um, your parents could do that with you and for you. Um, I think it's quite cool um, for a parent to, when the kid saves money or invests money, they save a pound and you match it. So you're teaching them to um, get reward for um, more saving and investing. Essentially, that's a way of teaching them interest. Now, the spending teaches you responsibility as a kid, because if you spend all your money, you've got nothing left and then you've, you've not got anything when you need it. So uh, saving gives you rainy day money. It gives you money in case you need it for things that happen that you don't expect. expect. We call these irregular shocks or you know, hidden expenses. And people who spend everything that they've got don't have anything left and then they can get themselves into financial difficulty. So I believe it's wise not to ask for handouts, but to earn your own money and to spend a set percentage of it and to save the rest. So um, saving is you get rewarded in, by saving with what's called interest. So interest is essentially extra money that you get because you saved your money. Now, if you just save cash, you won't get interest. But if you give your money to someone else, like a bank, or you lend it, or you give it to a, a, a parent, someone else gets to look after it for you and store it, and in some cases use it and then give it back, they will pay you for that privilege in what's called interest. Now, interest literally means to stay interested. You wouldn't give your money to anyone else if you didn't get anything back for it. Why would you? You'd just keep it yourself. Because if you think about it, giving your money to someone else is a bit of a risk there. The bank could go bust. Your parents could spend it. Um, so there's a small amount of risk there. And that risk is covered by interest. Now, the higher the risk, the higher the interest. Um, but generally in a bank, it's very low risk. Should with your parents be very low risk. So you might um, get 5% interest, which would mean um, five pence for every 10 pounds um, per year. Uh, and that would cover you um, for this not going down in value and maybe a little, a tiny bit of profit. So you won't, where, where possible, get interest on your savings. Um, then we have investing. So once you get to a certain level of saving, um, you, you might have quite a large amount of money. Now, when you get a large amount of money, um, the interest um, might not be good enough for you or you might want to make that money work harder for you. Um, so you can either work hard for your money 
or you can make your money work hard for you. I think that uh, Robert Kiyosaki says that. So um, earning money is you working hard for your money. Investing money is your money working hard for you. So an investment would be something that you would put your money into that would go up in value. So properties, houses in the UK generally go up in value. You could invest in certain companies that could go up in value. You could buy stock and then sell it at a higher price, although that's not a hands-off investment and stock can go down. By the way, there's no guarantee when you invest that it goes up and investments can go down as well as up. So there is risk. There's more risk investing than there is saving because a saving shouldn't go down unless there's very big inflation. Um, but investments can go down as well as up. So that's a little bit more complicated, but I'll, I'll teach you stuff about that as we go through this kids off school. Um, but you'll get to a certain level of money where you'll think, oh, I don't, I'm not really earning much out of that in my savings account. It's quite a large amount of money. I want it to work harder for me. Um, you could invest it in with your parents um, and they could invest it for you. You could invest it in um, the stock market or um, in what's called an ISA, which is a, a, a government created tax relief um, investment vehicle. Um, there's lots of other invest, investment classes, but I won't talk about those now. But investing will help your money grow. And by the way, it, you, you learn a lot when you learn about investments as well. And one of my main companies, Progressive Property, we buy investment property. Um, and um, most of our properties since 2000 and seven have doubled in value. So if we paid £100,000 for a property in 2007, that might be worth £150,000 in 2019. Might not be worth the same in 2020 after this lockdown. Um, but yeah, so savings and spending, uh, uh, that's done, the money doesn't go up or compound in the same way. Okay, and then the final, the fifth level of money is giving. So giving in the form of just being generous, giving in the form of charity. Um, you can give your time, by the way, as well as giving money. Um, so you don't, even if you don't have a huge amount of money, it doesn't mean that you can't give. And some people appreciate time and effort more than money. But um, when you make money, um, it does feel good um, because you know that you've got a reward for some fair value created. Uh, and you know you can do something nice with that money. You can buy something nice. You can go somewhere nice. And that feels good. Um, but it also feels really good to help other people. In fact, it can feel better than earning the money itself. Um, I remember I spent about a year saving up 100. And, no, I saved up 200 pounds, spent about a year saving 200 pounds. And then for Christmas, I bought my mum and dad a video recorder, which was 180 pounds. And it was nearly all the money, 95% of the money I'd earned. And I was only like, what, 14 years old? And that was a lot of money to me back then. But it felt so good to buy them that video recorder. And I remember that for the rest of my life. And of course, I've earned, um, you know, hundreds of thousands or maybe even millions of 200 pounds. But I could never replace that feeling of buying my mum and dad something. Now, that's not actually a good management of money to spend 95% of what I earned. But um, it does feel good to give back and to help others. Um, in the form of charity, i.e. charities that look after people, or just in the form of you helping people. Um, and uh, the more people that you help, um, the more people will help you, um, because the world tends to give back to you what you give it. 
So if you're a generous person, the world will be generous to you. Um, whereas if you're a greedy person or you hoard and you're stingy, the world will be the same. The world is a mirror. It gives you back what you give it. But these all have to be measured because um, you could earn a lot of money, but spend it all. Um, or you could earn a lot of money and spend none. If you spend all your money, you're left with no money and you become poor. If you spend none of your money, you're tight and you're stingy and then people don't want to give you money. If you invest it all, it's risky. But if you save it all, you're not going to get um, as much of a, an earning from it. Um, if you give too much, you've got nothing left. If you don't give anything, you're stingy. So these all have to be balanced. And, you know, a, great, a, a greater part of that is you just learning from experience by doing it yourself and earning money and spending a bit and saving a bit and investing a bit and seeing how it goes and seeing what you're comfortable with. Maybe you're comfortable with giving one pound for every 10 that you earn to other people to be generous. But, but three pound feels like you're um, sacrificing yourself. Um, so, you know, you can just um, uh, figure out what works for you. Cool. So I hope you found it useful. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I always finish with a little saying, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Um, if you've got any suggestions for me on what you would like me to cover on Kids Off School, I focus on money and entrepreneurship and starting your own business and, um, you, know, you know, having a good m mindset and thought process. That would be what I focus on. If you've got any suggestions or exercises you, um, that you've or games that you've played that you found really good. I definitely think you should be playing Monopoly with your family and any money related games. There's that cash flow game, which a lot of people like. Um, I think it's a good family experience um, and also I can teach you about money, saving, investing, uh, spending and, you know, that kind of thing. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.